0: What's up, fam? Justin Fensterman, Ryan Hallam here, and it's time for another episode of the Family Times podcast here on FantasyAlarm.com, the Fantasy Alarm Sports Network. Hallam, you're getting a lot of buzz after your getting buzzed appearance on FantasyAlarm.com. In the debut, you and Howard Bender did a bang up job. It was excellent. I was on at the same time on SiriusXM as you, so that was almost like. My post-2 a.m. show snack right there, Hal. And let me just tell you, man, like you – I remember years ago you were on the radio. Just You have a certain just comedy about – you're just a funny, goofy guy, man. There needs to be more funny, goofy guys. You and Howard both.
1: Yeah, I, you know, that, that – uh, I don't know. There's no sense taking yourself too seriously. Uh, you know, this isn't rocket science we're doing. We're not saving the world. We're not, uh, you know – Unfortunately curing cancer or anything you know really important like that it's it's fantasy sports and and having fun and drinking beers and I think we had a lot of I had a lot of fun uh, apparently I had multiple people message me this morning to ask how I was feeling so maybe I had a little bit too much fun <laughs> but, uh, It was it was the first show uh, happy to get it off the ground and, and, uh, you know, it's good to talk about the draft. Good to hang with Howard and, and, uh, looking forward to doing it again.
0: Yep. From what I've been told, new episodes of getting Buzz will be on the site on Fridays. So that will be a lot of fun there. And Ryan, we're not going to talk about this right now, but just so you know, I'm giving you a blank stare right now. Cause you did mention something about something that I covet and love very much And that was something you didn't like. So we're not going to talk about that because we're going to talk about something you and I both love. And that's fantasy football. And that's a lot of offensive players going in that first round last night. Look, man, besides the stupid slow-ass pace of this draft compared to the quickness that was the virtual draft from last year i thought this draft had a lot of action especially from the fantasy side of things man we're gonna see quarterback competitions we're seeing wide receivers get reunited with their college quarterbacks at least four different times i was able to chart dude this is exciting this new crop of talent we got it definitely was and like
1: you said i mean off the top the first five picks were skilled players i'm like is this a fantasy football draft or is this the nfl draft uh, but yeah, it certainly was a lot of fun, a lot of, uh, movement, some surprises, uh, poor Mac Jones was the guy left sitting in the green room by himself at the end of the night. Uh, but you know, he eventually found his home. So it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. It's always fun to track it. it I enjoy it now more actually now that it's part of work for me, uh, than I did when I was just a fan. So, uh, it's, it's a lot more fun to kind of, to, to watch it unfold and, and then see, exactly how it's going to play out and you know our projections which i I have a hand in uh, are updated as it's happening so all the guys who were drafted last night are already in our projections and uh, we'll do that again tonight for the second and third round
0: a lot of videos based off some of the teams rooted for especially you Ry. when your 49ers third overall took trey lance and got to give some props to our guy dan servo didio who had his mock draft 3.0 up there, and on the broadcast they were acting so surprised. Oh my God, Trey Lance, were you really that surprised? Because going in I felt like it was pretty much set that it was going to be him.
1: Uh, I don't know that it was set. Uh, I, you know, I felt like Kyle Shanahan just trolled the media for like weeks leading into it, say, you know saying different things about Mac Jones and then Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Honestly, I did think it was going to be Fields. Uh, but now that it is Lance, one, I'm, I'm happy about it, and two, it does make sense, because as much as, uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo deals with hate after hate after hate for basically just being injured, and I guess handsome as all get-out, uh, you know, he's still a, a good quarterback when he's able to play, uh, so the 49ers basically took the most raw talent on the board, and Lance has a chance to be a stud if he can mature a little bit. I mean, he's got a dynamite cannon for an arm, and he's got, you know, lethal legs. So, I mean, if he can learn a little bit, uh, you know, probably going to sit half a season unless, you know, Garoppolo goes down earlier. Uh, And then, you know, he's probably going to walk in at some point, I would say, you know, this coming season and take over. So uh, give him some time to work with Shanahan, work with Garoppolo, and I think the sky might be the limit for this kid.
0: Wow. So you and I are actually on the same page about this because Adam Ronis and I disagreed. And Dan Didio was on his side when he joined us on Alarm After Hours on SiriusXM on Thursday night. And they were both on the side that Lance is going to start from the get-go. And I said, well, well wait a minute. No, wait a minute. No chance. Like, if people are saying that there's fear of lack of true competition from him and you still have Jimmy Garoppolo, why not season him for a year? And it, I know from at least what Ronus was saying, normally when you draft a quarterback that early – You want to get that quarterback going, but maybe you can tell me this, Helen, because I can, of course, research it and not be the lazy, stupid idiot that I am sometimes. But didn't Jared Goff sit for his first year? I thought Mm. someone on the Rams sat their first year in the last decade or so. Maybe I I'm don't wrong. know. I think he played. I, I could be okay. wrong. I, I could be, and I could be wrong about that. But you know, fear of lack of competition. Those phrases were surrounding both Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. Going well. To- I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it, it does.
1: It, yes, obviously, he didn't play the the highest caliber, you know, opponent at North Dakota State. Uh, but that's also where Carson Wentz came from. Uh, you know, Josh Allen went to Wyoming, uh, you know, it's not just because he went to a small school doesn't necessarily mean he can't play. True. Uh, and, and I don't think there's any chance for some reason, everyone thinks Jimmy Garoppolo is getting cut or traded. I don't know why it doesn't make any sense because here's been the problem. And here's why I think they traded up to take a quarterback is Garoppolo's injury problems. And what's happened in the past couple of years is, or two of the last three years, he's been injured and the backup is a piece of garbage and our season goes in the toilet. So you think we're going to take a 20 year old rookie He's born in the 2000s. I saw that last night. And we're going to go into the season with him and Nate Sudfeld with the rest of this roster capable of going to the Super Bowl? That makes no sense to me. Uh, They're going to keep the veteran. They're going to to season this kid. Uh, And, you know, maybe he starts by week six, eight, something
0: like that, depending on how well Garoppolo plays. Got to ask you, Rye, and I've asked everybody at FA thus far about this, and I've gotten doom and gloom answers now, I saw Howard Bender's video about Zach Wilson. Seems pretty bummed. and But, you know, maybe, is that just the Jets fan in him? As a Jets fan, I'm pretty bummed too. But tell me, Howell, Zach Wilson, what should we expect to see from this kid? And will Jets fans be in this exact same position in three to four years from now?
1: You know, I I, I understand why they took him. Uh, and I understood Howard's video and, and what he said about... You know the talent around him and things like that, but I, you I don't agree with him as as much as Darnold. I don't think I don't know that Darnold is ever going to uh, mature into something better than what he is. We'll find out in Carolina, but I, I kind of doubt it. Uh, so you were in the market for a quarterback and you took the second best one. I I don't think there was anything wrong with it. Do they have a lot of other work to do to make the team better? Yes. But that doesn't mean you don't draft the quarterback now when, you know, what are you going to do? Hold on to Donald and he was going to still have the same crappy weapons. And then what? It was going to be the same season. I think it was was good to go out and and try to get some new blood and, and you know, this brash young man, and he could take over New York with his personality or, or it's going to eat him alive. One or the other, uh, but he had a chance to to have a, a dynamic star where I think Donald, he just got off to a bad start and never got his footing in New York, and, and I'm not sure it was ever going to happen.
0: No, it did And then he, he got the mono, he got mono one year, and that knocked him out for seven weeks. And then he got, and then his rookie year, he had the foot issues, so... It was hard, man. And Adam Gase just sucks. So He does. He, you know, he sucks the life out of everything. That's the other thing. Let, let's talk about some situations that now kind of suck for fantasy. And let's start with the Jaguars. Yay, Trevor Lawrence. Yay. But then they draft Travis Etienne, and all of a sudden, fantasy Twitter explodes. James Robinson has value is sunk. What would you think of that selection? I was surprised by it. And, I, uh, you know, at first, when
1: I when I first updated the projections, I kind of had them splitting the work fairly evenly. And then the more I thought about it, and it was they didn't draft this kid in the first round for, for no reason. Uh, so, obviously, you're using that kind of draft capital. That's telling you what you think of the guy. And, you know, James Robinson was very good last year. Uh, he was an undrafted rookie. Uh, so, clearly, and he, and he did very well. Uh, but I think they saw an opportunity to get a uh, you know, a kid that was capable of more, uh, and they went out and grabbed them. So I do think Robinson's value does take a pretty big hit. Uh,
0: I, I think Wait, it's can I be can imp- I can I throw something into your fire, please, please? So do. I'm sorry for being rude, Howell. I'm sorry. But no? you can crush me on getting buzzed if you want to next week. Okay, I will. But <laughs> <laughs> but Urban Meyer apparently said that ETN will be the What's third, the third down back. Bull crap on a chef's salad right there, Hallam. I don't believe yeah. that for a second. Behind Hyde and Robinson, draft double, and the ba- that's what you're
1: doing? It's, you know what, that's, and that's why I've like hated Twitter for the last month. Because none of these people are saying anything that's true. It's, they're just saying what they think it should be out in the public. You can draft this kid in the first round to be a third round back, third down back. That's the stupidest friggin' thing I've ever heard of. And if that is true, then Urban Meyer's going to be out of the NFL by 2023 because that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, you know, The Bears said Andy Dalton was their starter, and yet they traded up for Justin Fields last night. But none of this makes sense. People have to stop listening to what is coming out of these coaches' mouths and pay attention to the situation and say, okay, what makes sense? Does it make sense that they drafted Travis Etienne in the first round to be the third down back? No. That makes no friggin' sense at all. So let's just say it's not going to happen. Why? I don't know why. There's a phrase called coach speak for a reason. They say stuff that sounds good that they know isn't true just so the media doesn't ask them 75 more questions that they don't want to answer. That's the bottom line. Think. What makes sense? Think of money. Think of situation think and not just what comes out of these people's mouths who are uh, and you know could you imagine and I know we, we you know you interview people uh you
0: know think of how many times these coaches have to ask answer stupid questions Oh, it's I awful think, it's awful it, it, I try to think about it as well because I haven't I'll be honest with you I haven't gotten the opportunity to interview a coach yet but I really when that time comes I'm really very focused on knowing and being sympathetic that they probably have answered my question about 25 times in the last 48 hours.
1: Yeah, I think their job is to like, okay, what can I say so they stop asking me questions? I mean, let's be honest. Kyle Shanahan a couple days ago was asked about Jimmy Garoppolo's spot in the roster on Sunday. And his answer was, I can't guarantee that anyone in the world will be alive on Sunday, so I can't guarantee Jimmy's roster spot. Wow, morbid response. yeah, I mean, he's, he's backtracking on it now. But you know people's <laughs> responses? That's it. Jimmy's getting cut. No, you asses. He just he said the stupidest possible thing because he didn't want to answer your question. It had nothing to so do they, with Garoppolo. they took process. that from that?
0: Yes. Wow, that's, terrible.
1: that's I have, terrible. I have been a 49er fan since I'm eight years old. I almost muted 49ers, Shanahan, Garoppolo. I almost muted all that on Twitter because I couldn't stand it anymore. I was so happy when the draft
0: finally happened. Yeah. By the way, Jets getting Robert Solly. is that going to be good? Uh,
1: yeah, I think so. I love him. Uh, I was I was happy we got one more year on him because I thought he's going to get a head coaching job in twenty twenty. I, I love the fire. The, the guys run through walls for him. I, I think. Yeah, I was really upset when, when you right. guys got him. He was. He's a, I think he's going to be a great coach.
0: All right, we're going to play a little game. It's going to be called "Talk Some Sense Into Me" here, and I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna give you which picks from my notes I didn't think made sense. And your job, if you want, is to talk some sense into me. If you agree with me, you can tell me you agree with me and we can move on to the next one. What do you think of that? Fair. Let's do it. All right. Let's start with Kyle Pitts at number four. I get that reports have come out that the Falcons would apparently be open to moving Julio Jones. But here's the situation, and I know that they didn't run a lot last year. They have Hayden Hurst. They've got two very target-happy receivers. So to me, I, I ultimately don't see the fit unless the Julio move is made. And we talk about draft capital. You really spend a top-five pick on a tight end not to have him be some like a central focus of your offensive plan? Well, I think here, I'll say this.
1: Yes, they have Hayden Hurst. But what is Hayden? Like, Hayden Hurst was... Pretty much trash last year. I mean, there was games where he caught one pass. So I don't think Hayden Hurst is a guy who should get in your way of drafting. What everyone says is a generational talent. Do you know? Uh, do you know
0: why? By the way, Ryan, that Hayden Hurst gained so much steam during draft season. Howard Bender. <laughs> do you know why? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why else? I'll tell you why else. It's because something came out about Hurst during the pandemic going to travel to work out with Matt Ryan. And that turned everybody on to the situation and bumped him up four rounds.
1: Yeah, and and we saw how that worked out. And, and Julio, okay, so maybe he is traded. Uh, he's also, you know, getting injured a lot. I, and he's he's getting towards the end. Uh, you know, he doesn't. I don't think he's got five more years in him of not at least being a top end guy. He might, you know, hang around for five more years, but I think he's either going to get traded or, uh, you know, not going to be around too much longer. I agree. They have a million other holes. Uh, especially that god-awful defense that they could have used on the fourth overall pick uh, but everything you hear and, and see when you saw him in college was a you know the a tight end that can change an offense like you know Kelsey or, or Kittle or maybe Darren Waller kind of thing so uh, I, in a way I agree with you uh, I, I see the pick I kind of you know understand that they weren't going to draft a quarterback so they drafted the next best guy but it's certainly some questions there.
0: the next pick for talk some sense into me the Lions going with an offensive tackle when you had some really nice, talented receivers, including Devonta Smith on the board. And going into this upcoming year as of right now, Jared Goff has TJ Hawkinson and then Perriman, Tyrell Williams, Quintez Cephas. So to me, I had them pegged as going with one of those receivers, but offensive tackle, talk some sense into me. Well, and I, I was actually texting my, my
1: friend Steve Rappin over Fighting Chance. Him and I did a Steve lot of stuff together. Steve
0: Rappin!
1: We were, we, were, we were, yeah, that's how you Dude, him he's and, such uh, a
0: nice guy.
1: He is. He is. He's a grumpy bastard, but I love him. <laughs>
0: Are uh, you kidding me? He's grumpy?
1: Uh, uh, he's, he's great when he's uh, out or, or on Twitter, but yeah. Anyway, he's a, he's a longtime Lions fan. And you know we were texting during the draft, and this is who he wanted. Uh, and what he said to me, and it kind of made sense, is like you can find wide receivers in other rounds uh, or, you know, when when people get cut, finding a, an offensive tackle to, to anchor your uh, you know line for, for 10 years is something you don't pass on. So I, I think this is, let's be honest, football is won and lost in the trenches. We all know that uh, if you have no offensive line, uh, you know, your quarterback's running for his life, and let's face it, Jared Goff isn't the most mobile guy in the world. Uh, and if the defensive line is, is – too good you know is good then then obviously the rest of your defense looks better so yes they badly need playmakers obviously uh but you know this is the, the best offensive tackle on the board so while it's not sexy it's always hard to to uh you know fall the team for trying to co- protect their their quarterback
0: next we're going to go down to 20 and the giants
1: i uh i got nothing here
0: <laughs> taking Kadarius tony because they don't have enough receivers let me read this shopping list that we have here Galladay Slayton Shepard Engram Ross Rudolph why do they need another receiver
1: uh, I think they need a good receiver I mean Galladay yes Galladay's an awesome she- receiver he is he is and but and then Shepard is pretty good good the possession rest of is, receiver Slayton
0: yeah. long thread Ross is your speed guy you've got Engram and Rudolph I again I just don't understand why they I went
1: mean, with this guy Ross was basically taken off the field by the Bengals last year, so I don't know, you know, what he necessarily brings to the table. Slayton fell off a, of the cliff last year, so we'll see if he can bounce back. I, I, I don't. I, I'm with you here, though. I didn't, I didn't see this pick coming. Uh, I think they need help on their defense an awful lot more than they need another wide receiver. Uh, so I, 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 I don't think their receiving core is great, uh, but I didn't think they were going to pick tony i don't know that he was the best guy to take there uh and i don't know that that was their best way to spend their first round pick either so i I agree with you i i I don't think their wide receiver core is great but i don't think this was the best pick now
0: i don't know how much you know about this guy but i i was scratching my head a little bit titans take a corner caleb farley who's had multiple back surgeries like one okay multiple
1: if you're in your early 20s and you've had multiple back surgeries, that is not good. Uh, you know, the top two corners went early. Uh, their their secondary is absolutely awful. Uh, you know, so now they're going to have, you know, they have the Colts in their division. They have, uh, well, Texans. We'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson. Uh, but, they, you know, and and Jaguars hopefully, you know, upgraded their offense. So Tennessee had to do something. Their offense is in pretty good shape. I know they lost Corey Davis, but they still have... You know, Tannehill and and Derrick Henry and and A.J. Brown. Uh, So, uh, you know, their offense is is in pretty decent shape, but the defense really needs a lot of help. So uh, while there's some question marks here, I'm not surprised they went defense.
0: Final situation. secondary. Yeah, Final situation we're going to talk about here, and this is one that we thought would start to rain on last night's draft action. Aaron Rodgers and the issues with him, and the management of the Packers, they end up going with a corner last night. They end up going with Stokes. And so Rogers still doesn't get that help. I mean, at this point, we didn't see any kind of trade made last night. Do you think Rogers gets dealt?
1: I don't. I think this is contract negotiations. Because, uh, you know, I also read during all the madness yesterday uh, that they were negotiating a contract, and that's when he got pissed. And I don't know what he's pissed about. Uh, I understand whatever he's pissed because they haven't given him a wide receiver in, you know, four years. Uh, but, you know, going out and, and being the MVP with no wide receivers does, probably doesn't motivate the team to go out and spend a lot of money on a wide receiver. It's like, hey, you were this good with these guys last year, just do it again. Uh, I'd be surprised if he's moved, to be honest. I saw the, the Broncos uh, rumor, but it's just, again, it, it's draft time, man. It's just smoke screens everywhere. I, I don't believe any of it until – I see it, you know, he's like, oh, well, there's a deal is imminent with the Broncos. And then half hour later, it's like, they talked, but nothing really serious. So, like, it's so hard to just believe anything uh, right now. You just say you just had to, and it, it sucks because obviously between, you know, talk shows and Twitter and everything, of course we want to talk about it, we want to, you know, think That's of what the might problem, be, but, yeah, look, yeah, it might be. That's the problem, man. And is.
0: I get it. Like, look, I get and I respect that fantasy football drives our industry i respect the hell out of it it bankrolls our industry absolutely it's it's the easiest to organize and play for the casual player i get that but these answers right now that people are begging us for that people are subscribing us for too it's one of those things where we don't have these answers right now right so it's funny because i'll say this I was talking to the producer, Josh Wagner, wageralarm.com, also my producer of Alarm After Hours, and I was talking to him, and it's like, you know, we've got to do a lot of draft coverage next week, and I was saying to him, I was like, fine, but how, how much exactly do you want us to cover? Like, what do you, without having anything at this point, uh, any line outside of, here's the rosters, what do you want us to cover? So that's kind of what, that's really what, Something I've been wrestling with, but there's always a way to do it. Like what I've, like we just did now. Wow, the Giants drafted a receiver. Now, how is that going to impact the rest of the receivers? They drafted this guy in the first round. Is he going to be sitting on the sidelines for a year, or like you said, draft capital on Kadarius Tony in the first round? This guy's going to be getting a lot of targets, and all of a sudden, someone's going to lose there. So that's something yeah. that we don't know yet, man. It's, it's all we don't know. And for some reason, we're,
1: everyone has to have the answers right now. is the society oh, we man. live in, which is, is the problem. But, uh, you know, you don't know. And, and then you have people making these, these definite statements about what things are going to be. And, like, you don't know what you're talking about. No. You can no, say, like, hey, hey, I you... think this. Right. But it's, it's never that way. It's always, this is what's going to happen. I'm like,
0: oh, whatever. See, like, Keep we're, rolling. We're, right now, we're right now laughing that Urban Meyer said that Travis Etienne is going to be a third down back. Well, what if he is a third down back? What if all of a sudden these Jaguars beat reporters are seeing who's lining up where, who's taking what with the starters and the second unit. And all of a sudden now, maybe it is true. We don't know that. We, we don't know anything at this point, but if there's one thing we do know, we're going to keep you in line with all the news and the notes sermon over regarding that. Just make sure you stay on top of the news and you ride with the family. How Let's go to the family table. What you bringing for this week?
1: You know, uh, I'm upset our boy Matt Sells didn't didn't get to join us uh, today. He's uh, driving.
0: He's driving in the NASCAR.
1: This was uh, this was my family times was, was for once. I just you know I'm in a really good mood. You know things are good. Life is good, and I just wanted to take the time publicly to to thank both you and him for for everything you guys do for for me for Fantasy Alarm and everything, because you both always make my life and my job easier. I I enjoy working with both of you. So Matt, I hope you're editing this, uh, and uh, before it goes out on the site, so you can at least hear me say thank you to both of you for everything that you do.
0: Well, thank you very much, Ryan. That's very, very nice of you, and I enjoy the same thing, man. You know, bringing you on the podcast has been a lot of fun. Your mid-podcast, rants have been awesome and very organic. And I like that you don't force them in there, but you're a passionate sports fan. And that's really what we love. And something else that I would really love is, look, the NBA, can you guys, you teams, you got 10 teams per conference getting ready to make the playoffs. Can you not bench your players unless there is a full day's notice here? You've got plenty of people this week. This is it for them. And by the way, I want to say this, speaking to all fantasy basketball players, I don't give a damn how your roster looks on paper. You have that W, you have that W. You have to drop someone that you don't know if they're going to play. You need the games. This is the time. You've had, like, let's say LeBron on your roster all year. And let's just say with someone like LeBron, he comes back, but you're not thinking he's going to play the entire week. You may have to drop him. That's right. You may have to. This is it. You need to win. You need guys that are going to play and that's the end of it doesn't matter how the roster looks doesn't matter you make those pickups you use every ad possible to gain every advantage over your opponents he's Ryan Hallam I'm Justin Fensterman Matt Sells will be back with us next week to rejoin the fam for now always dominate no other option we'll win together as one like a family should